This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. That is drilled to deep center field and going to carry for a home run. Puts it over the wall and straight away center. Live play-by-play coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. By Intermountain Healthcare, proud partner and official medical provider of BYU Athletics. Because health has no off-season. Also by doTERRA. Doterra, proud sponsor of BYU Baseball. Now let's get you ready for Cougar Baseball. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar Baseball fans. For the third time in three days, we welcome you back inside Patterson Baseball Complex and Coach Steve Hertz Field in Spokane, Washington. On a drizzly, chilly day, it's the home of the Gonzaga Bulldogs as tonight the WCC leading Zags a play for the series sweep while BYU looks to salvage a single game in the set and head back home on a positive note while snapping a Spokane losing skid that has now reached five games. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Grubel. With me is BYU Baseball Operations Director Tuckett Slade. And with first pitch moments away, we hear now from BYU Head Coach Mike Littlewood in our pregame interview presented by doTERRA proud to sponsor the BYU baseball team and with the Cougars now officially in the back half of the conference campaign I asked about the unique challenge of maintaining a sharp motivational edge with only the regular season conference champion now guaranteed of playing into the postseason instead of chasing a spot in the top four Every game's a must-win for for us. Um, I would think, you know, you're kind of seeing Gonzaga run away with things. We had an opportunity this week to to take care of business ourselves and lost a tough one last night. But, um, you know, I, I think without just saying that we're giving up on winning a championship because if we do some special things we can do that mm-hmm. you know we've we swept series a lot in the past but we we would have to do that it's it's going to be about getting better um competing every every day day in and day out and developing these guys so we come back next year and we're a contending team squirrely weather day today uh, what are we expecting here tonight well i mean i've got the best app in the world called RainAware <laughs> and uh predicts the weather but uh it, it's saying dr- a drizzle until 10 o'clock or something like that but we're gonna get the game in i know we will we right now as we speak which is about an hour away from game time we could probably start in this weather just a little bit of rain so depending on how how hard that they're going going to allow the rain to to come down when they start the game we'll be here basically all night until we get the, the ball game in okay uh, pitching matchup tonight yeah um they're start, starting spellacy he's their closer he's got really really good stuff you can tell it's a must win for him uh that's the way they feel um and we're starting boston mabius we don't expect boston to go a complete game for us um we if he can give us three really strong innings we have carter smith and you know we have a, we have a lot of guys we can go to reed mclaughlin's still there um we can go back to cy and then uh, cooper mckee and we have a bunch of guys to go to so if we can actually piece it together like a staff day that might be um that might be kind of the the mixture we're looking for tonight okay mike good luck in this one and we'll talk to you post game okay thanks greg all right that is byu head coach mike littlewood time now for tonight's starting lineups courtesy of siegfried and jensen helping utah families for over 30 years byu will lead off with mitch mcintyre playing in center field number six mitch mcintyre left-handed hitter in the two spot Number 23, Peyton Cole, another lefty hitter. The third baseman tonight for BYU. Hitting third, another left-handed bat. Cole Gamble, number 22, the right fielder. Hitting fourth, another left-handed bat. Number 17, Josh Cowden, the DH. Hitting fifth, one more left-handed bat. Cooper Vest, number seven, plays first base. Hayden Latham wears number 10 and plays left field. Brock Watkins, normally number two, wears the number 12 tonight. Plays shortstop, hits seventh. Hitting eighth, number 44, Chase Taylor. BYU's catcher tonight, making his second season start after starting last night. 
into the nine hole. The switch hitter, number 14, Bittner Workman, the freshman and the second baseman for BYU tonight. Boston Mabius will be the starting pitcher for BYU, wears jersey number 42. And before we get you the Gonzaga starters and batting order, let's pause for our national anthem. All right, uh, fans in the stands here at uh, Patterson Baseball Complex, and the skies are clearing to the west and southwest. We're going to get this game in, and actually the weather's as nice now as it's been in the last few hours. Let's get you those uh, Gonzaga starters in the batting order for the home Bulldogs. Leading off the left-handed hitter, number 15, the shortstop, Ernie Yake, playing center field, hitting number 2, number 5, Guthrie Morrison, hitting third, jersey number 30, the third baseman, Brett Harris, hitting cleanup. The catcher, number 25, Tyler Randall. First baseman hits fifth, number 41, Andrew Orzel. Hit on an 11-game hit streak end last night. Hitting sixth, number 16, Mason Norenko, the second baseman for Gonzaga. Left fielder hitting seventh, number 24, Jack Maktoff. The DH hitting eighth, last night's starting pitcher, Gabriel Hughes. And hitting ninth, a left-handed bat from the right fielder, number six, Grayson Sterling. And Michael Spellacy will get his first start of the season for Gonzaga tonight. Normally comes out of the pen. He's made 14 appearances as a reliever. Coach Mike Littlewood called him the closer. He'll start tonight, first start of the season for Spellacy, the six foot two, 205-pound right-hander. BYU will start the lefty, Boston Mabius. Boston's long outing of the year, just three innings. So tuck it, Slade. Coach Littlewood telling us that it'll feel in some ways like a staff day if it goes according to plan here tonight. Yeah, have a lot of arms available, and like you said, could be a staff day. It really depends on how he goes. Yeah, His best uh, start of the year was against Dixie. He had three really good innings, and uh, we're hoping to get at least three really good ones, and if not, a few more. He last pitched one week ago tonight at Omaha. Got the start in that one last Saturday, right? Yes, he did. Gonzaga tonight. In the navy jerseys, white pants, and the Gonzaga script across the chest in an arch. The cap is red with a blue bill tonight for the Zags. BYU in the navy caps, navy jerseys, gray pants, and the script is Cougars straight across the chest. We're about to get this one underway. Mitch McIntyre will step in. Five straight left-handed bats against the righty Spellacy. Mitch is one for seven in the series. He'll be the first batter in this game. Taps the end of the barrel across the plate. And the first pitch is piped in for strike one. Steady drizzle throughout the afternoon. And right now it looks like the rain has actually stopped. And it does look a little bright to the west and southwest. For the first time all day, the rain stops. Spells behind outside for ball ball one. One and one to Mitch McIntyre. BYU center fielder tonight. Leads BYU in a 
bevy of offensive categories. That's off speed, swinging strike, one and two to yeah, Mitch. Good, good changeup run away right there. Mitch just out in front of it. As you're, when you're the leadoff hitter and you never faced the guy before, sometimes uh, you can get fooled because you just haven't seen his pitches before. Mitch hitting 278 coming into this one here tonight. That's ball two. The count is even to the leadoff hitter, Mitch McIntyre. Your pregame routine tonight, Tuck, it was a little different because of the rain, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really different. Uh, batting practice inside a facility. No, no ground balls or anything on the field. As Mitch lifts that one in the air to left field, left fielder Maktoff watches it into his glove, and one is out here in the top of the first inning. Peyton Cole hits second. Peyton was BYU's last hitter last night. First and second, one out, top nine, and it was a 6-4-3 to end the game for the Cougs and a 2-1 heartbreaker. Yeah, Peyton had a tough night last night. Three of his four at-bats, he had a runner in a scoring position with a chance to either tie or take the lead for the Cougs, and he wasn't able to get it done with the, the strikeout with bases loaded and then the, the, inning, the game inning double play. But uh, he'll bounce back today. That's just who he is. Ball one from Spellacy to Cole. And strike one. So one and one to Peyton. One for eight in the series with a run scored. He scored the Cougs' lone run on Thursday. Last night's run came from the guy who hit it over the wall, Cole Gamble, solo shot. So Cole has both RBIs in the series. But just the two RBI. That's why he's lost 12-1 and then 2-1. to one. That's ball two to Peyton Cole. And really, the two games could not have felt more different. Yeah, they were complete opposites. The end result was the same, but man, alive last night was just a, a heartbreaker yeah, for that BYU. One, that one stung. That's going to be ball three. So three and one with one out here in the top of the first. Home plate umpire Timothy Vesey tonight. Uh, Brian Herzog is at first, and Kirk Struble is at third. And certainly when you get drummed 12-1, to one, the effort BYU gave last night is exactly what you want to see from a team as it's a swinging strike. For a full count, 3-2 and two to Peyton Cole. Exactly what you want to see. Didn't get the clutch hits when it mattered last night, but um, it was a team that showed the effort Coach Littlewood really wanted to see after a tough Thursday. Yeah, they played hard, had a chance to win, just like you said, couldn't get the clutch hits. That's a nubber handled by the pitcher. He'll throw quickly to first, and it's a 1-3 ground out as Spellacy throws to Orzel at first base, and Peyton Cole is retired. It'll bring up the number three hitter, the right fielder, Cole Gamble. Again, Cole has both RBIs in this series. He's gone two for eight. And last night's blast was crushed. Home run to left center for Cole last night. Leads the team in home runs and RBI. Four homers, 17 ribbies. Cole steps in. Three straight left-handed bats to begin the game. Three of five against the right-handed hurler. As the aforementioned hurler, Michael Spellacy, throws Cole Gamble strike one with two out here in the top of the first inning. Spellacy exhales the wind-up and delivery and gets Cole reaching for strike two. So Spellacy works ahead of Cole here, 0-2, with two gone here in the top of the first inning. Yeah, he's really shown that changeup so far to all three batters. He's thrown it multiple times to each hitter. Looks like that's the pitch he wants to go to today. So he goes to with the 0-2. Another one, yeah. Cole lays off for ball one. Well, usually these wet 
damp, cold nights are, are usually a pitcher's, you know, advantage. It's a tough night to hit. We'll see if that's the case today. Cole hitting 202 on the season. And laid off and is caught looking. That's a called strike three. And the Zags are out of the top of the first. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. BYU 0, Gonzaga 0 heading to the bottom of the first on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so BYU looking to snap a five-game Spokane losing skid as the Cougs play the Zags here tonight at Patterson Baseball Complex. The rain has gone away. It's cool, it's chilly, but... No more drizzle for the time being as things have been really just right in time for the game tonight after a really rainy afternoon. Boston Mabius getting ready to deliver his first pitch of the night for BYU. You used to be able to see the distinctive red mop under the cap of Boston Mabius. Now you have to really train die to see yes. that Boston's a redhead. Yes, you do. He went ahead and buzzed that off. So the southpaw, Boston Mabius, looks at Ernie Yake, the leadoff hitter for Gonzaga. That's high in the zone. Strike one from Boston. Ernie Yake, number 15, the shortstop for the Zags, has reached in 19 consecutive games. The 19th was last night. No hits for Ernie, but he did have a walk and scored in the third. Left-handed hitting Ernie Yake, and that's two strikes from Boston to get this one underway. Boston Mabius, five, uh, the 6'2", 205-pound hurler for BYU. Cougs went righty-righty and now lefty to end the series. Boston stands tall, squaring, staring straight at Chase Taylor. And that'll be in the dirt for ball one to Yake. Well, Boston has good stuff. It's fastballs in the low 90, 90-92, and then he'll go a real, real tight breaking ball and then a good changeup. One ball, two strikes to the leadoff hitter for Gonzaga, Ernie Yake. That's fouled over the screen. Back into the parking lot down the third baseline here at Patterson Baseball Complex. Yes. BYU making its first trip here, Tuckett, in uh, four years since 2017. The 2019 visit was uh, called off due to a snow out that ended up putting games back in Provo and then couldn't come here in 2020 with the COVID situation. It's been a long time, and all I have is bad memories. <laughs> You've at least experienced some, some fun memories here with the basketball yeah, team. Yeah, there have been some you know, memorable some, nights. Some big-time upsets here, but uh, I've had nothing but bad memories, five really bad memories. Two and two the count to Yake. And that's again lofted foul onto the berm. I was eating dinner last night with Coach Herring in the room, and I'm like, that one last night hurt. Like, that hurt me personally. Like, I just, it really dug because we had so many chances late to tie that game or take a lead, and oh, the guys were playing so hard and competing, and I really thought we were going to win that game, and that one, that one stung. 2 2 the count after a couple of foul balls, and lays off does Yake for full count. was a tough one last night. You know, BYU was never in a position to leave a lot of runners on base Thursday, but they had 10 they left on last night. Full count to leadoff hitter Yake. And that, oh, a nice diving stop on a grounder. Vest will throw to Mabius, and just beating it to the bag is Ernie Yake. So a diving stop on the grounder from the first baseman, Cooper Vest. He gets up with it, scoops it to Boston, who's covering, but the step on the bag is a step after Ernie Yake, and Yake will reach on the infield single. The diving stop by Vest, and Yake just to the bag ahead of Boston. So a leadoff runner is on for the Zags. Ernie Yake on an infield single, but a nice play made by Cooper Vest. Just a fraction of a second 
Correct call, right, Tuck? Yep, just barely beat him. So but, he uh, take his lead. The difference was is if you when you watch the replay is is Boston hesitated off the bat because he spun around. He hesitated about a half a second before he rent to first, and that was the difference between out or safe. If he gets over right away, then he probably gets the out. Yake 4 of 5 on the stolen base attempts as he takes his lead at first. The number two hitter, and Yake will take off as the ball gets away from Chase Taylor. And Yake will round and go for third. The throw to third, not in time. And first to third on the wild pitch. Wow. It's just a hustle play. He, he read ball and dirt and was taken off right away. And it sneaks under Chase's glove all the way to the wall, and Yake was not stopping. So a 1-1 count, and now... The first run of the game is 90 feet away with no one out. An infield single, a wild pitch, and a first to third. And now the count is one and one to the number two hitter, the center fielder number five, Guthrie Morrison. Morrison three for nine in the series. Right-handed hitting Morrison. Waves the bat over his right shoulder. Maybe it delivers outside and high for ball two. Two balls, one strike, and no one out. And Gonzaga, which has scored first in each of the first two games, is threatening to score first again in the series finale. Well, and, just, and Greg, it's been, the last two games, it's been little things, right? You know, they scored a run because of a pass ball, a wild pitch last night. Holding back and taking strike two is Morrison. So two and two from Boston Mabius with Ernie Yake at third base. Yeah, Diving were, stop by Vest. The scoop to Boston out. just didn't catch Yake, and then Yake goes first to third on the wild pitch. Here comes the 2-2 from Boston. Yake takes his lead at third. Third base coach Danny Evans in the vicinity, and that's low. Appeal to first to no avail. Another full count. Jersey number 42 on the navy blue jersey of Boston Mabius. Mabius making his fifth start in his 13th appearance. And started one week ago today in Omaha. As the Cougs came up short in their attempt to pull one out of that three-game series. They look to do the same here tonight. Gonzaga took games one and two. The full count delivery. And that's fouled back over the roof here at Patterson Baseball Complex. Well, we've been searching for a third starter pretty much the whole season. We, we haven't been able to, to find that third guy. Jack and Easton have been a namestay pretty much every weekend. But uh, the third guy has been mixed between Boston and Carter and Cy. And that's ball four and skipped out of the glove. From Chase Taylor, he'll toss to Boston Mabius, and the runner comes home and safe. Ernie Yake. All hustle right there. Ahead of the tag from Mabius, the ball popped out of the glove, and it wasn't a hard ball to handle, but on ball four, it squeaked squeaked out of the glove of Chase Taylor. It was only 10 or 12 feet behind him, chased it down, scooped it to Boston, and Boston applied the tag, but Yake was hustling to home, and the Zags have the first run, a manufactured run on an infield single, wild pitch, and then on a ball four that you really can't call wild, it's more passed. Yeah, I mean, Chase has got to catch that ball, and he didn't catch it, and Yake's hustle just barely gets underneath the glove of Mavius, and he's safe at home, and, and that's all. He beats Boston to first, and he's able to reach on the infield single because of it. On the pass ball, he goes first to third. And then what does he do on the on the, another pass ball that barely outside the batter's box? Right. He's able to score. I mean, it's all hustle effort. And that's the disappointing thing is that you give up your first run on, on a guy who just, you know, worked harder than you, you know? 
And so just uh, two batters in, there's already been a conference on the mound between Michael Bradshaw, the catcher Chase Taylor, and starter Boston Mabius, and now the runners at first, Guthrie Morrison on the walk. Gonzaga 1, BYU 0, Zags opening on top for a third straight game. That's fouled deep down the first baseline by Brett Harris. Harris has an 11-game hit streak going, coming in two tonight. The lead offensive player for Gonzaga, hitting 380 on the season. Three home runs, 30 RBI. The 30 RBI second to Andrew Orzel's 31. And he hit him. And wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know that? Brett Harris has now been hit by a pitch for the 19th time this season. That number was second nationally coming into tonight's game. And the Zags now have their 79th hit by pitch, which would tie for the national lead unless somebody from southeastern Louisiana got plunked today. But 79 is either tied for the lead or second in this season. It's unbelievable. And Brett Harris has three more hit by pitches than the entire BYU team roster. And there's already action in the BYU bullpen as Boston Mabius has runners at first and second here. In the bottom of the first, zags up, one nothing, and still no one out. Harris on a hit by pitch moves Morrison to second. The ball hasn't left the infield yet. And the Zags are up one nothing with two men on. Isn't that the most bizarre of starts here as it's strike one from Boston Mabius? Ernie Yake, an infield single on a late cover that Yake beat out. First to third on a wild pitch. Came home on a pass ball. Meantime, Morrison was walked and advanced to second on a hit-by-pitch from the guy that gets plunked more than anybody else in the country in Brett Harris. Just one more gets hit more than Harris as Tyler Rando digs in from the right side. The catcher is the cleanup hitter and the fourth to come to bat without an out being recorded yet here in the top bottom of the first inning. And we really need Boston to, to minimize this inning and, and hopefully try to just give up just the one run. Time for Boston and the Cougs to bear down. One ball, one strike. The count to Rando. Rando, five RBI in his last five games. Outside edge gets the call. So one ball, two strikes. I tell you to what, Tyler Rando. I tell you what, Greg. If I'm hitting, I would not. I would not like it today. This umpire, he's calling it down and outside, which makes it really tough on the hitters. The pitchers should have the advantage. You need to take advantage of that wide zone. Home plate umpire Timothy Vesey tonight. And a swinging That's strike, a and the Cougs have their first out, out of the first inning. So Tyler Rando K's. A swinging strikeout, one out in the bottom of the first, Andrew Orzel. Again, he had a pretty nifty hit streak going, 11 games until last night. Orzel went ground out, fly out, fly out in his three plate appearances. Would have been the leadoff batter in the ninth, but it never got there as the Zags took care of the Cougs in the top of nine with two men on and one out. A game ending double play. Left at 2-1 the final in the Zags' favor. All right, one out, empty count. And strike one from Boston Mabius into Andrew Orzel. Tonight's first baseman, two for six in the series. Really, really, really need a ground ball right here. Get your double play, minimize this inning. Morrison at second, Harris at first. Yake has come home with the game's first run. Zags one, Cougs zero. That's... Skipping to Chase Taylor and outside away from the right-handed hitting Orzel. Chase Taylor had his first season start last night. 
Gets his second start one night later. Danny's had a, he's had a tough, uh, tough start to, to today with uh, letting two balls get by him already. Yeah. That uh, ends up being a run. BYU 6-13 when the opponent scores first. The Zags have scored first, and that's a swinging strike. 1-2 and two now to Andrew Orzel. BYU's first inning run deficit is 15-7 right now on the season. Runners at first and second. 1-2 and two with one out. In the bottom of the first, the wind is blowing in from right field for the time being. It's from the south-southwest. Boston Mabius, the lefty on the hill. Gets Good another pitch. strikeout. Back-to-back back swinging strikeout. So the Zags sitting at first and second and no one out and already a run in. It's back-to-back K's for Boston. And two are gone here in the bottom of the first as BYU seeks to minimize the damage here to get things going. Yeah, and Greg, he's, he's pounding the zone right now with the fastball, that two-seam action. It's got a little bit of a late run to it. And, and both of those hitters couldn't catch up to it on the two strikes for, for big strikeouts. And Boston's a guy averaging 1.44 Ks per innings pitched. Two out. One run on one hit for Gonzaga. It was an infield single off a cover play that Boston just was fractions of a second behind Ernie Yake to the bag. So, Well, and it was a great play by Coop, too. He dove yeah. to keep it in the really infield. Nice. And just a little bit of a late reaction was the, the difference between out and safe. And then, like I told you, Ernie Yake is a pest on our to our to this team, and you saw why just with his speed. One ball, zero strikes. And ball two, two and oh. There's not been a ball hit out of the infield yet here in a bottom of the first that's lasted a while for Gonzaga as six hitters have come to the plate. The sixth is Mason Marenko. Marenko, the second baseman. Hitting 344 with runners in scoring position. There's a runner in scoring position, and that's lifted in the air. Foul territory bouncing near the fence alongside the Gonzaga bullpen. It'll be strike one after a 2-0 count. So 2-1 to Mason Marenko. Marenko helped to... Well, he had the blast, right? Yeah, he had the three-run I mean, home run and on Thursday to his, help things his go Gonzaga's way. His home run basically was like, that's all Jacob needed. Now they obviously added on a bunch more, but once he hit that home run, it was what sparked that offense. Runners on the move, and they'll throw to third, not get the lead runner, Guthrie Morrison. Both runners take, so Morrison goes to third, and Harris goes to second on the swinging strike, evening the count at 2-2 two and two with two out. You're in the bottom of the first. So two runners now in scoring position. Marenko swung through that. Well, Boston got a little too, uh, his, just a one look there, and the, and, and the runners timed him up. He was just given one look and turned. He wasn't mixing his varies of his looks, and they were able to steal the base because of it. Can the Cougs get out of the inning right here? Lifted in the air, Gamble looking it into his oh, glove and right. Big time. Liner to right, and Gamble on his horse catches it at his belt, and the Cougs are out of the bottom of the first with one run across for Gonzaga. So Mason Marenko flies out to Cole Gamble, and we are through one inning complete. Gonzaga 1, BYU 0 for the Zags in the bottom of the first. One run on one hit. There were no errors. There were two left on. Gonzaga 1, BYU 0. Top two next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Top of the second, left-handed hitting Josh Cowden looking at the 0-1 count for Michael Spellacy. Ball one now. One and one to Josh Cowden. Tonight's DH, jersey number 17. Fourth straight left-handed bat against the righty Spellacy. We're 0-0, where we're 1-0. Zags up one zip. Top of the second. As Gonzaga's opened on top. For a third straight game. Ball two to Josh Cowden. Well, Spellacy, he's a, he's a sinker ball type guy. He's 90-94 miles an hour, but he keeps the ball down. Has a real quick arm action, which makes it tough to see that change up. Two balls, one strike to Cowden. That's strike two, swings through that one. Cowden has started 20 games at catcher. He's back up tonight, Chase Taylor. He's the man behind the dish is... Cowden is the designated hitter. Cougars went 1-2-3 in the first. Fly out, ground out, strike out. Didn't think we'd be in a position necessarily to see uh, shadows, but some some yeah, late evening lovely. sunshine has broken through to the west, giving us shadows on the field here on a rainy day, and that's a backwards K. Joshua Cowden caught looking. So back-to-back strikeouts for Michael Spellacy. He got Gambles swinging to end the first, and he gets Cowden looking to start the second. Second strikeout of the night for Michael Spellacy. Zag pitcher making his first season start. Have been out of the pen in every game. Well, hitter's got to be ready because uh, so far the home plate umpire, Timothy Vesey, is not afraid to call the ball. It's running away, a strike. Called strike to Cooper Vest, tonight's first baseman. Fifth straight left-handed bat for Mike Littlewood tonight. Making his 14th start, his ninth at first base. He was involved in a play that ultimately got a run across for Gonzaga in the first. Made a nice diving stop on a sharp grounder to first. Came up with it, scooped it to Boston, but Boston was a shade late to the bag, and that put Yake at first. Came around to third on a wild pitch and home on a pass ball. And that's how you get one nothing Gonzaga over BYU. So the Cougs playing catch-up for a third straight game here in Spokane. Wind blowing in from right field. Two balls, one strike, one out to Cooper Vest. That's strike two. Swings through that one. So two and two for Coop. BYU hitting just 210 on the season. Bottom five nationally in batting average. And just so atypical for a BYU baseball program to be struggling at the plate the way the Cougs have been for the first half of the season and change. Spellacy, and that's a strikeout. So three straight strikeouts for Spellacy now. Got Gamble to end the first, and now Cowden looking and Vest swinging to start the second. Yeah, fastball running away right now that the, the offense is having a problem with. Swinging through every fastball right now. Greg Rubel, Tuckett Slade with you, your commentary tandem. Tuckett, the BYU baseball operations director. Wears many hats on these road trips and grateful to have him along providing great commentary as Hayden Latham, the left fielder, is the first right-handed batter for BYU tonight. And that's ripped but a liner right at the first baseman, Andrew Orzel. 1-2-3 for a second straight inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. Zags 1, BYU 0, heading to the bottom of the second on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Bottom of the second here in Spokane, leading off the inning for Gonzaga. Jack Maktoff, the coach's son. Left fielder, hitting seventh in the order and first here in the bottom of the second. Zags one, BYU zero. Boston maybe a southpaw on the mound. High for ball one to Maktoff. 
Maktoff has reached space safely in 21 consecutive games. So a couple of lengthy reached safely streaks on this Gonzaga roster. Yake at 19 straight, Maktoff at 21. A check swing foul down the third baseline to the BYU dugout facing. One ball, one strike to Maktoff. Maktoff has three RBI in this series. That was all in one hit. The bases clearing double a hit that Cole uh, crashed into the wall in game one. One of his two hits, two for five in the series. Inside, almost caught the knee of Maktoff. And when things come inside, you almost expect the Zags yeah. to be heading to first base. Well, and Maktoff had was part of the exciting play. Was that the seventh or eighth inning that uh, Cole Gamble threw him out from deep right field? That was in seven, That was in the seventh inning. Yeah, that was yeah. an exciting play. That was a double play to end the seventh. Cole Gamble making a great catch in right field, but the throw was beyond great. Just on a rope and ended the inning in the Cougars' favor. Kept things in a one-run game. Ultimately, it stayed that way through nine. Seventh assist of the year for Cole Gamble. A three and one well, the analytic, goes full. The, you know how ESPN sometimes in, in football will be like, this team has a 91% probability of right. winning as the game is going on. Well, he probably had a 91% probability of scoring on that play. Ooh, and that is a hit batsman. So on the full count from Boston, come inside, and he got him in the hip or rib cage area if the, yellow, if the arm wasn't out in front of it. And so a second hit batsman, and that's now 80 hit by pitches in this Gonzaga roster, which leads the nation if southeastern Louisiana hasn't caught up to them today. But 80 they hit by pitches. hold their ground. And now that would have been ball four anyways. But still, it just keeps letting that stat be more and more impressive, Greg. That is unbelievable. That is a 5-to-1 ratio for Gonzaga hit batsmen to BYU right now. Cougs have been hit 16 times. 5 times 16 is 80, and that's where the Zags are at. A 5-to-1 disparity in batters hit by pitches. Remarkable stuff, and that's where Maktoff is having been hit. He's at first base and no one out. You're in the bottom of the second, and action in the Cougar bullpen. Doesn't get the call there on so the second pitch what, delivery. Just so over one about one. two, just over about two hit by pitches a game. Yeah, because this is a 39th game, game yeah. so more than two per game. That just over two per game, and they've had two in the first two innings. So they're at the number. That's foul tip back to the screen. Gabriel Hughes, last night's starting pitcher, is the number eight hitter in the batting order for the Zags tonight. The DH Hughes last night went six and a third. Six hits in a single run. He K'd five and walked two in the 2-1 Gonzaga win. Well, and he DH'd in, in game one, he and did. he was one of the few guys who didn't have a big day. He was over 4 on Thursday. Yeah. That's high for ball two. Count even, no one out, and Jack Maktoff is at first base after being hit by a pitch. Maktoff doesn't have a steal attempt on his 20. 21 portfolio. High for ball three. It goes full to Gabriel Hughes. BYU baseball is brought to you in part by doTERRA. Proud to sponsor the BYU baseball team here in 2021. BYU coming into tonight 12 and 22. The Zags 25 and 13 in league. Gonzaga 13 and 4 atop the conference. BYU 6 and 8. And that's another walk. So uh, Boston laboring a bit right now as it's first and second none out. Well, that's what, his fourth now free base of 
of the game. Yep, two bases on balls and two hit by pitch. And when you're playing a team like the Zags that are so good in so many offensive categories, they, they pride themselves on the free bases, obviously with the 80 hit by pitches. And they're a team that they make you pay when they get in these situations. A team hitting 285 on the season. Grayson Sterling on a four-for-six series. Sterling, the left-handed bat, will step in here. The number nine hitter, third in the inning, and no one out in the inning as things cloud over and look a little more dreary suddenly. Kind of matching the current fortunes for BYU. Two men on, and they square to sacrifice with Sterling. And it's ball one as he pulled back. So, Mactoff at second. Hughes at first on a hit-by-pitch and base on balls, respectively. Nine hitters in, and the Zags have only put one ball out of the infield. It was a fly ball to Gamble to end the first. Squaring and the clip, strike one. One and one, but no one out. Yeah, and Cooper was at first base was charging hard, trying to get yeah. that button, get the lead runner at third. Boston has to bounce off the mound here and cover the third baseline. Grayson Sterling, the right fielder, number nine hitter with two men on. Square, handled by Mabius, turns and fires and airmails it to first base. That'll go into right field where Cole Gamble collects it. He'll throw homeward, but a run will score, and it's second and third with no one out. Well, Sterling put the bunt down, and another Boston handled it cleanly, and then just shot it well over the first baseman's head near the Gonzaga bullpen, and that may be it. That's Boston Mabies' night in a nutshell. Yeah, and before we go to break real quick, it's just that's where that's the bunt coverage is. First base is crashing, pitcher has third base side, and the bunt was laid between the pitcher's mound and third base, and Boston was late to it again. He had to hesitate, but then he fielded it cleanly, and then he airmails it into right field, and all runners advance. Just a tough, tough outing for Boston. We'll take a break for a PZ pitching change. We'll get you the new BYU pitcher after this. Gonzaga 2, BYU 0. And there are no one out in the bottom of the second. Second and third for the Zags when we come back on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It's an early PZ printing pitching change. Boston Mavius went only one inning. Did not get out of the second. Still no one out here in the second. And Boston Mabies' night is done. The left-hander chased in a 2-0 game. Two runs and only one hit for Gonzaga. And it was an infield single in the first inning. So the new pitcher for BYU in the PZ Printing pitching change. Brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. It'll be Carter Smith, right-hander with an 0-4 record on the year. 4.68 ERA. And opponents hitting 276 against Carter. He's averaging a little more than a strikeout per inning pitched. 30 Ks in 25 innings pitched. He has a pretty robust whip. Having allowed 29 hits and 13 bases on balls in his 25 innings. And the first hitter he will face is the top of the order, Ernie Yake. So the shortstop Yake hit to lead off the game and now hits with no one out here in the bottom of the second. A run across after a hit by pitch, a base on balls, and a throwing error from the pitcher. A couple of manufactured runs for Gonzaga to lead 2-0, and he's inside for two quick balls to Ernie Yake. In the first inning, it was an infield single, base on balls, hit by pitch. 
then he settled down and got two yep. big strikeouts and then the line drive out to right. Then in the second hit by pitch base on balls and throwing error. That's brought another run in. Maktoff scores the second run for Gonzaga. That's Chopper just fouled down the first baseline outside the first base bag. It'll be two balls and one strike. No one out here in the bottom of the second. Gonzaga two and BYU no score. Yeah, Yake just missed. <laughs> two RBI double and possibly triple right there. Just barely fouled down the line. Tough spot for Carter to be in, but he's been in these spots before. That's three balls from Smith. So three balls, one strike with no one out here in the bottom of the second. He's been outscored 48-31 to in the first two innings. They find themselves playing a lot of catch-up ball this season. Carter Smith inside didn't get that call. That'll be a walk. So the bases are loaded now for this Gonzaga team. Well, this now at least puts the force in play with that walk with first base open. So, you know, come back to Carter. He can go uh, home to first. Corner infielders are going to be trying to go home to first here. Middle infield is going to play back, concede the one run, and try to get a double play to minimize this this inning. But uh, got to throw strikes here. So bases loaded, no one out. And Yake having taken his base is at first. Hughes at third, Sterling at second. And Guthrie Morrison, the center fielder, who walked in the first and got to third where he was stranded. Hits with still no one out. Gonzaga as a team hitting 431 with the bases loaded. At the opposite end of the spectrum, BYU hitting 081 with the bases loaded this season. Outside for ball one. One and one the count to Guthrie Morrison. Yeah, try to go a slider away there. He likes to throw that to the right-handers. Guthrie's bases loaded average is 7.14. Yeah. I was going to wow. say, he, uh, he's probably their best guy. Five for seven with the sack yeah. stacked. That's Chopper. Double play ball. Shortstop handle. Steps on second. Throw to first and got two. Got two, yep. Good, good. Brock Watkins goes 6-U-3 for the DP. And a run scores. Well, all but those, the Cougs have two out. All those amazing stats that the Zags are with bases loaded. The last two times they've had bases loaded, we've had double plays. Cole Gamble last night yeah. for the not not typical double play. But the 9-2. Yeah, yeah, and then that that one right there, which, hey, you minimize this to just the two runs this inning. It's the 3 nothing game. You have a runner at third. Find a way to get out of this and keep the score where it's at. So Hughes scores the third run of the game. Sterling goes to third. Advancing on the... 6-U-3 double play, and the Cougs now with two out. Again, looking to minimize the damage from an inning that could have gotten away in a big way, but right now it's two runs and only two in a 3 nothing game. Gonzaga 3, BYU no score, two out. The 1-0 goes to 2-0 to the number three hitter, the sixth hitter in this inning, Brett Harris, and the Zags have brought six to the plate in both the first and the second innings. Harris in the first hit by a pitch for the 19th time this season and was stranded at second. Zags left runners at second and third in the first inning. They have a runner at third now in the second, having brought two across to lead 3-0, and that's three quick balls to Brett Harris. And so, Yeah, and, and he's Carter's got to get some command here. I mean, the first two pitches were sliders that were way away, and then that was a fastball that was in the dirt. Get back to the zone here. Not a take. But a chopper to third, and a fire takes him off the bag at first. A throwing error on the third baseman. It'll be another run scoring, and going to first 
On the E5 is Brett Harris. Gonzaga 4 and BYU no score. The Cougs were out of the inning, Tuck. It three and that way, at yeah. least. 3-0 and swinging. Yeah. You know, Peyton comes up and has, charges it, fields it cleanly, but on the run, throws it high. Oh, when it rains, it pours, right? Allows Sterling to score. So the hit-by-pitch runner scores, the base-on-balls runner scores, and the runner who reached on an E1 scores, and now an E5, and that's up the middle of single. Only the second hit of the night for Gonzaga, who already leads 4-0. They had their four runs on one hit. Well, it just kind of starts to feel like Thursday night's game where, you know, it was close, it was close, and then we made some mistakes, and then all of a sudden confidence started to build, and the Zags just started to roll. And uh, after the, the, the two errors just in this inning alone, giving them three runs, and here we are. And that's the first hit to leave the infield in this game, and already the Zags lead 4-0. So two men on. First and second with two out here in the bottom of the second. Rando with the single up the middle. Andrew Orzel will now hit with two gone. He's the eighth hitter of the inning. Just manufactured runs. They had the four runs on only a single hit. And now a second hit puts runners in scoring position. Harris at second. Rando at first. Orzel, the right-handed hitter. Struck out in the first, hits now in the second. Carter Smith has already replaced Boston Mabius. Strike on his first pitch ball on his second. So one and one, two gone, bottom two, and Gonzaga four, BYU no score. As the Kooks play catch up again here in Spokane, and the earlier sunshine and shadows replaced by low, dark clouds again. We hope the rain stays away after a very rainy afternoon here in the Inland Empire. Zags four, BYU nothing. Glance back from Smith. Comes Plateward and didn't get the call. Ball two. Strike one, two out here in the bottom of the second. The combined scoreline right now is 18 to 2 in the series. And this after that run in 2017 where things got away from the Kooks to end that regular season. Of course, the flip side is BYU got revenge when it mattered most in Stockton. But this has been kind of a house of horrors yeah. the last two trips here. Yes, it has. That's ball three. Three and one outside and skipping to Chase Taylor and well, and just trying year, to settle in here. This year, in my opinion, it's a perfect storm. You have a veteran's Gonzaga team that has an outstanding starting pitchers, and they always have really good starting pitching and then a really good bullpen. They're always known for their pitching, Greg. And this year, they're a veteran offense that grind it out and just really compete. And, and, and on the flip side, the Cougs are extremely young. I mean, if you look out there right now at our – at the players on the field, there is only one guy, one guy in the entire lineup right now that has actually played a full season of Division One baseball, and that's Mitch in center. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, this is their first real year playing Division One baseball, and, and these growing pains just keep happening. The last pitch, a strike, and this one, a swinging strike, and the Cougs are out of the inning. So Carter Smith gets back-to-back strikes. The last one swinging, and the frontwards K for Andrew Orzel. He struck out swinging in both of his at-bats, and we are through two complete for Gonzaga. One, uh, three runs on one hit. There were two errors in the inning, and two were left on. We go to the third, Gonzaga 4, BYU no score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Top three here in Spokane, and the shortstop, Rock Watkins. Digs in against Michael Spellacy. First pitch he sees, lifts it high in the air. Foul territory down the... First baseline into the Gonzaga bullpen. 
Strike one to Watkins. Normally we see him in jersey number two. Tonight he wears jersey number 12. Every once in a while we have to explain yeah. why he's normally two except for this one night. Tuckett. Yeah. That one is in a in the trash can of a <laughs> ER in Seattle, Washington. The navy blue jersey with number two and the Cougars across the front was disposed of after a, a medical emergency involving Noah Hill, yeah. who wore that number yes. back in the day. And so Brock's number two becomes number 12 when they wear this particular uniform combo. And that's quickly two strikes. And did he hold back? He did. The appeal to first? Nope. So one ball and two strikes to Brock Watkins. Watkins one for seven in the series. Three strikeouts. He's left three on. The Cougs are hitless in this one. One, two, three innings in the first and the second. The Zags have only two hits, but they've cobbled together four runs already to lead 4 nothing. And that's ripped for the first hit uh, of the night. Just swing. beyond the stretch of the diving second baseman to right center on the ground. And the Cougs have their first hit, and Brock Watkins comes up with it. And so the Cougs have their leadoff runner on here in the top of the third as they look to dig back into this game. Again, the Zags lead 4 nothing. And we've talked about Greg. That's where Brock is at his best when he's going up the middle into the right side of the field. He got a hit yesterday up the middle, got another one tonight. When he's working that side of the field is when his swing is at his best. Brock now at first base. One for two on stolen base tries this year. As the number eight hitter, the catcher Chase Taylor looks at strike one. Taylor had a rough bottom of the first when the Zags got their first run. Put three more in in the second. BYU hits now the top of the third, trailing 4 nothing. Cooks two errors through the first two innings. Both came in the second as the Zags played at three. Spellacy gets Taylor swinging. So ahead 0-2 on Chase Taylor. Taylor looking for his first hit of the season. He's 0-6 in four games played, making just a second start of the season. Great kid, works so hard. Teammates love him. He's getting the opportunity, and I kind of feel for him the way this game started. The number eight hitter, Taylor, the right-handed hitter. He got his first season start last night and is back in the lineup for Coach Mike Littlewood here today. Joshua Cowden, who's been the regular catcher of late, is the DH tonight. One and two. Last pitch of ball. And this one chopped foul down the first baseline. Cat will stay one and two. No one out here in the top of the third. It was a pleasant but cool morning. Then the rains came as forecast in the afternoon and things have cleared up but now get a little darker here at night. And and this is where you just want to see the team. They're trailing four runs here in the top of the third. Just fight. Just compete and fight. Outside and Chase will let that Go for ball two. Two balls, two strikes, and no one out. You're playing the best team in the league, and if not one of the best teams in the country, you look at their RPI, it's top 30. Yep, right? 29 they, right now. They have, a, they have a chance to, if they just keep doing it, even if they don't win the league, to get in at large bid because they're, they're, they're RPI. They went to TCU, took two of three, which is a top 25 perennial power. Yep. I mean, these guys are no joke. They are a veteran, talented team. They're the second best team, in my opinion, that we've played this year behind number three ranked Texas. So... The 2-2. And Chase hits it high in the air to left climb, field. Drifting, climb, drifting, drifting. Climb. And oh, caught at the are you wall. kidding me? Reaching above the strike, tagging and going to second is Watkins. 
But that's a catch at the wall and so nearly just inches away from not only Chase Taylor's first hit of the season but his career, and it could have been a two-run home run. But in left field, Mark Maktoff reaching to the stripe to haul it in. And Chase Taylor now goes to wow. 0 for 9 for his BYU career. He was 0 for 2 in 2020, now 0 for 7 in 2021. He was looking for his first hit, and it was nearly a two-run shot. Yeah, it was an inch away, an inch away from his first hit and a two-run shot to, to cut this to two runs. Huh. But great job by Brock yep, to tag up tag. and get to second. Alert tag. And so from first to second goes Watkins on the deep fly out to left. One out here. But a runner in scoring position for Bittner Workman. The number nine hitter, the switch hitter, will hit lefty against the righty Michael Spellacy, the second baseman Workman. One for five in the series. Got his first start last night. Pinch hit on Thursday and swings through strike two. So 0-2 now to Workman. Yeah, went first pitch curveball for strike one. Get me over curveball that fooled him. And then he went to a changeup running away there. They got a battle here. Battle with two. He got his hit yesterday with uh, two strikes. So Bittner with the bat just above his left shoulder awaits the 0-2 delivery. Watkins in scoring position. That's a swinging strikeout. And the fourth K for Spellacy. Three swinging and one looking. We go back to the top of the order here in the third inning. Two out now. BYU trailing 4 nothing, and Brock Watkins remains at second base. Mitch McIntyre. Back to the dish. Yeah, back-to-back changeups that Bittner swung at were down and away for balls. That's just it's tough when you know you haven't had a ton of at bats in the year. In the year, and uh, you're facing a guy that has a really good changeup. It's hard to lay off that pitch. By far, BYU's best hitter with runners in scoring position is Mitch McIntyre, 370 on the season, and he's got a runner in scoring position right now. That would be the Kooks' first run of the game. Spell a seat to McIntyre, and that gets away on ball one from Rando. Tracks it down, but they'll change balls. Gonzaga 4, BYU no score. Gonzaga 4 runs on 2 hits. BYU no runs on 1 hit. That hit comes here in the 3rd inning. It was a leadoff single by Brock Watkins. He tagged on a deep fly out to left from Taylor. Workman then strikes out, bringing up McIntyre with 2 gone here in the top of the 3rd. Mitch 1 for 8 now in the series. He flied out to left in the 1st. Hits now in the 3rd and again in the dirt from Spellacy. Two balls and no strikes with two gone to Mitch. Yeah, great job taking that changeup down. That's the key. Force him to have to throw his fastball. He hasn't thrown a changeup for a called strike. He's getting him for swing and misses. Just be on time to the fastball. They're going to pitch Mitch, though, probably all breaking balls right here, Greg, because first base is open and they know that he's their, our best guy. You got four-run lead, and, and the guy on deck is a young hitter. And so if Mitch gets anything close, he's got to be ready to hit knowing that they're, they're not trying to give him anything here. Double-digit hits with runners in scoring position for Mitch. Ten of his 35 have come with runners in a position to score, and on the 2-0, the strike one delivery from Michael Spellacy. Yeah, good take there, fastball, borderline pitch on the outside corner. I thought it was away. Two balls, one strike, two out, top three. BYU down, 4 nothing to Gonzaga. Watkins dances off second. Another ball skips in the dirt to Rando. He looks Watkins back to second. Three balls, one strike. Mitch McIntyre, BYU's leader in doubles, triples, bases on balls, at-bats and plate appearances. He's the only guy to start every game. And we should really note again that Andrew Pintar, a mainstay, hasn't played in the series at the plate. He came in pinch run last night, but he's been injured and 
That's a big part of the BYU offense missing right now. And spells That's a block. That's a block, yeah. Yep, yep. That is going to put Watkins to third. So Spellacy stepped off and pirouetted back to second. So he, the yeah, block he, is called. He did an inside move, which is, you know, you lift your left leg up as a right-hander and you try to go inside towards second base. But he's got to clear the rubber, Greg, to be legal. But he ended up dropping his foot before he cleared the rubber, which is illegal. So it's the block, which now it gives you a chance for an, an infield hit here can, can score a run. And McIntyre will take his base. So inside off a of 3-1. It'll be runners at the corners for Peyton Cole. Tip your, cap, uh, to the, tip your cap to the Zags. The way that they're pitching Mitch tonight, not tonight but this whole series, is every time there's a runner in scoring position, he's like walked. They're not giving him good pitches. And so they're trying to say, hey, we're going to let the guy on deck beat us. And, and because of that, Peyton's had multiple chances with runners in scoring position. And, and let's see if now's the chance for Peyton to, to get his nice little line drive up the, up the middle like he likes to do. The on-deck hitter now steps into the box, and that is Peyton Cole. Peyton one for nine in the series. Four-nothing Zags. They have, Cougs have runners at the corners now, first and third for Peyton, trailing at four-nothing. Watkins singled, tagged to get to second. Bach gets him to third. McIntyre walks. Ooh, almost Ooh, got him on the pickoff. That was close. The throw back to first, and Mitch was diving back, but the way the ball was positioned and almost was handled directly into a tag in time. Safely back. The count is empty. No balls, no strikes, two out. Peyton Cole, left-handed hitter. The number two hitter is the fifth hitter in the inning. And that's ball one to Peyton Cole. So BYU runners at first and third, and two out here in the top of the third. Hey, find a way right here. Peyton, need a big knock from you. One ball, no strikes. Spellacy kicks and fires, and that's high for ball two. The Bach by Spellacy is the Zags' fourth Bach of the season, and BYU opponents now have four Bachs as they're going to come on out and converse with tonight's starter, Michael Spellacy, making his first start of the season. Well, he's just missed twice to Peyton there. Big, big misses. They finally got a couple of guys down there just moving their body in the bullpen, but they're not ready to come in. So this is going to definitely be his batter, if not the next guy. But uh, Coach Harmon's just trying to settle him down here. Doesn't want this to turn into a bases-loaded situation with the guy on deck that could possibly tie the game up with one swing. And so 2-0 here, Peyton, you're just don't do too much. Get your fastball and hit it right back up the middle. That's what he does best. Peyton hitting 238 with two outs, hitting 143 with runners in scoring position, three for 21 in that situation this year. That is the situation now. Runner at third is Brock Watkins. BYU trails 4-0. Watkins at third, McIntyre at first, Peyton Cole awaits the 2-0 delivery from Michael Spellacy. Who glances back to first from the stretch, comes plateward and delivers strike one to Peyton Cole. Yeah, fastball outside corner right there. Peyton didn't like it. The 2-1. Get down. And that's hit into left field. It'll be a single scoring Watkins with the Kooks' first run of the night. Nicely First and second now with two outs for BYU. So lofted over the head of the third baseman, drops softly into left. It's 4-1 as Peyton Cole 
Yeah, Singles home the Cougars' first run. He didn't try to do too much on that one, Gray. He got an elevated fastball running away, and he just stayed on it right there and, and hit a little soft line drive over third base for a big two-out knock right there. Now you have Cole up here with a chance to tie the game with a big, big fly. Tying run is at, at the plate. Cole had a big fly solo shot last night for the Cougs' lone run. So first and second for Peyton, for Cole Gamble with Peyton Cole at first. And now Mitch McIntyre at second. First pitch change up there that uh, Cole was able to, to check his swing on. Be on time for the fastball. Cole here do some damage. The 1-0 from Spellacy to Gamble. And that gets away from the catcher. Rando skips in the dirt. Will allow the runners to advance to second and third. McIntyre to third. And Cole to second. Uh, now you make them pay, Greg. Change up in the dirt there. Wasn't able to be blocked. Both guys advance. And so now a single here can score two. And cut this to a one-run game. So the wild pitch puts two in scoring position in a three-run game. Four to one. Zags lead the Cougs. Cole Gamble at the plate. Two balls, no strikes. Three balls, no strikes. And so the Cougs are a takeaway here from a bases loaded situation. We'll see if Spellsee can deliver on the 3-0 count. The last 3-0 we saw, we saw Brett Harris swinging at a 3-0 for the Zags. And Cole checked to 3-1. Yeah, he just fouled it. I'm so glad that that was fouled back because I'm like, oh, 3-0 check swing. Goes to 3-1 and one on the check foul to the third base side. Spellacy comes set. Runners at second and third for BYU. The tying run at the plate and Cole Gamble. And that'll be strike two. So from 3-0 and oh to 3-2 and two with two out here in the top of the third. The Cougs have one across. Brock Watkins, the leadoff single, came around to score on a tag of Bach. And then the single by Peyton Cole. Oh, that ball's so outside. Second and third for the Cougs. Sam Cole will watch ball four. So bases loaded now for BYU. Yeah, they were and afraid. the go-ahead run comes to the plate. Afraid, afraid to throw him fastballs there. Besides the 3-0 check swing, they were all either curveballs or, or break balls. And good job there by Cole to so uh, take his walk. First base was open. And now it's occupied by Cole Gamble. Gamble at first, Cole at second, McIntyre at third, and Joshua Cowden, the DH, steps into the batter's box. The left-handed hitting Cowden caught looking to lead off the second inning. Hits with two out in the third, and BYU playing catch-up. Down 4-1 to one to Gonzaga. Sacks are stacked with Cougs. Swinging foul back to the screen. Yeah, good aggressive swing there by Josh, but that's a fastball right down the middle. Those are pitches that you got to hit. Josh, two for his last 16, 0 for 3 in this series with two strikeouts. The second of two came in the second inning. The backwards K. Four Ks on the day by Spellacy. The 0-1 to Cowden with two out here in the top of the third. And that's hit in the air to right. Coming in is Sterling. Makes the catch. And the Zags are out of the inning for BYU. One run. On two hits, there were no errors. There were three left on base. We go to the bottom of the third. Gonzaga one, BYU Gonzaga four, BYU one. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball alongside Tuckett Slade. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Bottom three, Gonzaga four, BYU one. First hitter in the bottom of the third for Gonzaga's Mason Marenko, the second baseman, flied out to right to end the first inning. First inning, the Gonzaga score one. They scored three in the second. BYU gets one back, top three. We're now bottom three here in Spokane. Carter Smith, who replaced Boston Mabius after one inning of work, stays on the hill for BYU. And that's a punch-out, a yeah, backwards K. Good slider right there by Carter. Fooled him absolutely. Great pitch. So Marenko is caught looking, and the Kooks have their third strikeout as a staff. We came back in on an 0-1 count, quickly to 0-2, and then Marenko punched out, caught looking. It'll bring up the left fielder, Jack Maktoff. Maktoff hit by a pitch and scored in the second. He was the first batter of the second. He became the second batter hit by BYU pitchers tonight. To come around with the first of three runs in the second inning for Gonzaga. Gonzaga 4 and BYU 1. Cougs looking to snap a five-game Spokane losing skid. And through these last six in Spokane, BYU's been outscored 44-11. to And that will go between the third baseman and the third base bag into left field for a single for Maktoff. Yeah, just an excuse me swing there. Fastball running away. He just threw his barrel out there and tapped it down the line for a single. So Maktoff at first with one out here in the bottom of the third. Marenko strikes out, and Maktoff singles with the Zags' third hit. Gonzaga four runs on three hits. They've taken advantage of two BYU errors. BYU one run on two hits. Maktoff takes his lead at first base. Gabriel Hughes, last night's starting pitcher, tonight's designated hitter. Walked and scored in the second. Swings through the first pitch offered from Carter Smith. Gabriel Hughes, 6'4", 220. An imposing figure on the mound and pretty good looking in the batter's box too as he lays off of ball one. One and one, the count with one out here in the bottom of the third inning. He just looks like a major league body, Greg, like you said. Special looking kid. Got the size, the strength. Smith from the stretch, runner on first. Didn't get the high outside corner. It's two balls and one strike to Gabriel Hughes. Gonzaga coming in with eight wins in their last nine, 13 wins in their last 16. And the Cougs looking to emerge from a bit of a rough slog. They got swept in Omaha last weekend. Got the in-state win over Dixie to start this week, and have lost the first two here in Spokane. Smith dips his chin to his chest, and that's lined. Soft liner to right in the four hole. It'll keep the runner at second. So first and second, back-to-back singles here in the bottom of the third. Hughes goes to right after Maktoff went to left. Maktoff goes to second on the single by Gabriel Hughes. And the Zags have two men on and one out here in the bottom of the third, leading BYU by three, four to one. And sometimes they just find a hole right there. He got jammed, absolutely got beat there, and just got enough of it to force the the soft line drive into right. Grayson Sterling, the nine hitter, will step in. He reached on a pitcher throwing uh, pitcher error in the third, in the second, on a bunt. 
I was wondering, maybe has handled the bunt and just airmailed the throw to first, right? Yes, the one that he uh, was laid off the mound and then had plenty of time uh, to get him out at first, but like you said, overthrew it. And so the E1 and he ultimately came around to score. It's Sterling with the third and final run of the, of the second inning. Now it's first and second, one out here in the third. And the 1-0 goes to 1-1. One and one, Has taken the big cut and missing everything was Sterling. Yeah, slider fell under his hands there. Good pitch there by Carter. So Sterling reaching on the error and scoring in the second. Hits now in the third. Top of the order due up with Ernie Yake on the bat, on the uh, on deck circle. Get your ground ball double play right here. Mactoff at second. Hughes at first and fouled. Softly rolling to the padding near the BYU dugout on the third baseline. One ball, two strikes. Carter Smith is the pitcher for BYU. The right-hander replacing the southpaw Mabius who went one complete, didn't get out of the second. As all kinds of trouble accumulated, three runs scored for the Zags. They have their four runs on four hits. Back-to-back singles here in the third have them in business, first and second. Smith kicks and fires. Didn't get the call there. Two balls, two strikes, and one out. Man, the clouds and dark skies have returned here in Spokane. Tuck it. I'm looking over to my uh, the radio guys for the Zags, and it shook, shook their head like, oh, that looked good to me. He's called that pitch outside all day. Two and two with one gone. Bottom three. Zags up three. A reach out and foul just over the fence to the berm above the BYU bullpen, which is empty right now. Nothing up in the Cougar pen. Some minimal action in the Gonzaga bullpen. Guys just warming. Nothing serious right now. Spellacy's gone all the way for the Zags. Cougs working on their second pitcher. Smith spelling Mabius. The 2-2 to Grayson Sterling. He's had a good series. And rips that up the middle. Rounding third is Maktoff. Stops at third. Yeah, smart decision there. Mitch has a good, accurate arm in center. They've already seen Maktoff get thrown at the plate once this series with one out. Smart decision there to, to keep him there and not take the chance, especially when you have your best hitter coming up next. It's back-to-back-to-back singles from the 7-8-9 hitters for Gonzaga. Loads the bases with one out. The Cougs can still get out of the inning with no harm done with a double play ball, but Zags have something brewing with the leadoff hitter, Ernie Yake, hitting in the first, the second, and now the third innings. Yake singled and scored the first run in the first, walked in the second, He's reached Bates safely in 20 consecutive games. Two Zags have reached in 20-plus. Maktoff's reached in 22 straight, and Yake now in 20 straight. And Yake is the hitter in the bottom of the third as teams up three, the 0-1 delivery forthcoming to Ernie Yake. Maktoff at third, Hughes at second, Sterling at first, Yake in the box. Lefty hitter, righty thrower. The thrower is Carter Smith, kicks and fires. And that could be the double play ball. Oh, a bobble by Bittner. He throws to second. They get just the one as a one run will score. So coming in from third is Maktoff with the Zags' fifth run. That was the double play ball, and Bittner just couldn't come up with it cleanly. The bobble, and they only get one. The throw to Watkins, the shortstop covering second, gets one runner, but two are out, and another run is across, and Gonzaga leads it 5-1 to one in Tuckett. 
BYU could have been out of the inning. That was a double play ball. Yeah, it would have been tough. That ball wasn't hit extremely yeah, hard. Slow. And, and Yake, the left-handed hitter that can really run, it would have been bang, bang, but at least you would have had the opportunity. But the bobble by Bittner, yeah. he still was able to get the, the runner at second. It's, it's a good thing we at least got one out there. But, you know, you put up a run in the top of the third, you need a shutdown inning, and, and Carter hasn't, wasn't able to do that. So Sterling is out at second. Maktoff came around to score. Hughes advancing to third. And on the fielder's choice, Yake at first. So runners at four, first and third now. Two outs. Bottom three. And the Zags have scored in every inning so far. One, three, and one for a 5-1 lead. Zero balls, one strike to Guthrie Morrison, the number two hitter. And Morrison goes four hole. It'll bring home another run. First and second again. Two runs across. The RBI for Morrison on a single to right. Four singles in the inning. And two more runs are across. Six to one, Gonzaga leading BYU. As coming in to score is Hughes. The RBI for Morrison will put Yake at second. So Yake at second, Morrison at first. Hughes around to score at six to one. Gonzaga leading BYU. One run in the first, three in the second, two in the third. And a runner remains in scoring position for Gonzaga with Brett Harris coming to the plate. The best offensive player for the Zags with a chance for an RBI in a two-out inning. Empty count, two-out, bottom three. And the Zags lead now 6-1, to one, strike one delivery from Carter Smith. Well, Carter's slider right now, he's not able to get it anywhere but the middle of the plate. And so he's either down the middle or missing away away. He normally has good late break to it on the outside corner. But today it's kind of hanging in the middle, and, and the Zags are singling him to death this inning. Now six runs on six hits for Gonzaga. Harris, the righty hitter to the righty thrower, Smith. And Smith gets a foul ball induced into foul, into foul territory down the first baseline. Zero balls, two strikes, two out. Can the Cougs get out of the inning here? Brett Harris has tonight extended his consecutive safe reach streak to 12. He has an 11-game hit streak going. No hits, though. Hit by pitch and an E5 on the two reaches for Harris. And he's hit in every inning. First, second, and third. Smith glancing back at second. Comes homeward and low and outside for ball one. So the 0-2 delivery is ball one to Brett Harris. Guthrie Morrison at first. Ernie Yake at second. Two runs have come across to score here in the third. The Cougs might have been out of it on a double play ball, but it was a slow hit ball to Bittner, but the bobble by Bittner never gave us a chance to see if they would have a play at first. And again, Yake is speedy enough to make that bang-bang if that, but the bobble ended that hope. 1-2, didn't get the call. Strikeout to end the inning? No, it's ball two. Two and two with two out. Gonzaga six and BYU one. And the combined scoreline is 20-3 right now in this series. BYU one run in each game so far. 12-1, 2-1, are the three games thus far. We're in the bottom of the third in the third and final game of the series. Carter Smith glanced back to second as Yake dances. And no on the 2-2 delivery. Full count with two out here in the bottom of the third. And both guys on the base can really run, and they're taking off here on the pitch. So They'll be in motion on the full count with two out. We're bottom three, and the Zags are scored in every inning to lead 6-1. to one. Come on, Carter. Looking for one pitch to get out of this troublesome inning. From the, Smith, from the stretch, Smith 
Gets a chopper, charging hard as Brock handles, fires, and the Cougs are out of the inning. Brock. Watkins to Vest. Two runs cross, but we're through three complete for Gonzaga. Two runs on four hits. There were no BYU errors, and two are left on. We go to the top of the fourth. Gonzaga six and BYU one on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.